Welcome to the new Flat Rate Podcast. A podcast for contractors who need help increasing their service tickets, creating working processes, and building freedom in their life. Today's episode is about branding and marketing your company. And now, your host, Danielle Putnam. Hi, my name is Danielle Putnam. I'm the president of the new Flat Rate And thanks for joining us to listen in today on branding with Emily Flanagan from Lemon Seed Marketing. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Where are you calling in from today? From good old East Texas. If you couldn't tell by my twang. Little twangy, but not too, not too twangy. Okay. That's the first I've heard that. Thanks. (laughs) We might, we might need to ask you to bring out a little bit more of your drawl for us. Speak Southern for us. Well, Emily, uh, I'd like to start the show off by talking a little bit about you so we could get to know you as a person before we dive into your expertise on branding. That sounds great. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm Emily and I'm a graphic designer by trade. I have always loved and appreciated graphic design and branding. Um, I grew up watching my aunt do it. She has her own graphic design business. And I remember as a kid, um, the like magnetic drawing pads, if you will, that has like a pencil attached to a string. Yes. I remember drawing a logo for her and I'm doing logo and air quotes here. (laughs) I remember drawing a logo for her and I just loved that thought process and the creativity that could come with it. And um, I've always had a creative background, but um, when I went to school, I realized there's a difference between an artist and a designer. And the main thing is designers get paid for their work. They're not disturbing <laughs> artists. <laughs> so I've definitely tried to hone in my craft um, towards the design world and being able to work with um, actual clients, not just designing things for myself, being an artist and creating art for myself, but for actual clients that can really affect their business. And so mm-hmm. um, I went to school for that. And after my freshman year, I got an internship at a company called Real Graphics, where I met my husband and um, we started dating there. I was the first employee. He had just started that business. And um, wow. I know, I know. So I, was, I was employee of the month. That's what I like to say. Every <laughs> <month>. <laughs> um, but anyways, it, through Real Graphics, I got to work with a lot of different clientele and really work in the nitty gritty and the actual like, production of a lot of brands and stuff. So I, I got a really good understanding understanding of how can this actually be applied? How can we take it to a real world? What does it look like on a vehicle wrap and on a t-shirt and on a website and being Mm -hmm. able to think in that full picture, if you will. Um, And so we built real graphics. And um, after 10 years, I decided to step away from real graphics and start up Lemon Seed with my partner, Crystal Williams. Um, She definitely has all of the HVAC world and service Mm -hmm. industry expertise. But um, when she was wanting to do what we're doing now with Lemon Seed. She said, hey, I really see a need in the HVAC industry for branding. And um, we had worked together for years before with her at McWilliams and Son and me at Real Graphics. And she said, hey, do you want to come on and do this with me? And we'll do this together. And I said, okay, but we got to rebrand it. And so that's where our name Lemon Seed came from. I just wanted something that was really fun and vibrant that reflected our personalities, mine and Crystal's, but then also like the services that we try to provide to our customers. So that's been really fun. And developing a name and all the kind of slogans and themes that can kind of come from it. And so I just get super passionate about it. I can totally geek out and I'm trying not to get too technical here, but if anyone ever wants to talk branding with me, um, let's sit down and chat. So I'm excited to be here with you to do that. 
Wow. Your passion comes through really clearly and really well. And I appreciate you sharing that with us because it makes it really exciting to, for, for those of us who don't know much about branding, right? Now sure. all of a sudden we're all intrigued and we want to know all about branding because you're so passionate about it, but it's also so applicable. And that's why we're here today for our contractor audience, HVAC, electrical plumbing, and then even a chimney and pest control and security systems, yeah, anybody yeah. in home services. Let's talk about how this can apply for you and with branding. So Emily, right before I dive right in, can I pull an Oprah Winfrey and don't hate me for saying this? Oh, I love like, it. Was, was your husband okay with you leaving the, the company? He was super supportive and I am oh. so thankful for that. He was honestly like my biggest cheerleader. Like Crystal kind of came to me and like, hey, do you think we could do this? And I was like, I want to, but like, I don't know. And Chris was like, no, you should totally do this. And so that has been, it's made my transition and like locally, yeah. like real graphics is a very local company. And, and so people were like, oh my gosh, are they getting a divorce? Like, <laughs> you know, um, but in reality, we've actually got to work very mm. hand in hand with real graphics. Um, Lemon Seed doesn't do like any production or anything like that. We're all based on the strategy and developing what that is. And then we have to work with someone to actually produce your printed direct mail or produce your mm -hmm. vehicle wrapper, things like that. And so that's actually where real graphics comes into play. They're not going to do so much of the strategy things. They're just going to actually produce it for you. So to me, they are very different, but they can kind of coincide. And so um, we've been able to still work together, if you will. And it's been a little nice to not, mm -hmm. you know, be sharing a desk in the same office. Like it, we have some <laughs> newness, like what, how was your day today? What did you do today? Yeah. You know? So it, he's been fantastic. So, and I'm, I'm so glad really to hear that. that. <laughs> yes, yes. That's best case scenario. And you know, it's really relevant for home services too, because so many work with family, Absolutely. whether it's a spouse yeah. or sibling or parent or, or yeah. child, right? Uh, I can it's a very family. Yep very family oriented. So to be able to support each other in future endeavors is wonderful. Let's talk about branding and what all branding encompasses. So if we are going to use, for example, a, a home services company, and we're going to take a look at their brand, could you give us a couple of starting points to assess a business's brand? Like how would I know if my company brand as a service provider is good or bad or recognizable or not? What are the first couple of things that you'd look for? Sure. So what I think is the biggest and what I strive for in every brand that I'm creating is, is your brand memorable? Because here's the thing. I think heating and air conditioning companies, any home service contractors, they don't need you until they need you. And so no one really cares about a heating and air conditioning company until they do. So you've mm -hmm. got to work really hard in laying that foundation so that Whenever their pipes do burst, you're going to be the first one that they think of not having a thumb through everything or just go search and find something. So what have you been laying foundation wise for them to have noticed you, for them to remember you? Um, and so that can be done in lots of different ways, whether that's with a character um, or some type of like mascot illustration or like a really bold color or like a a fun, punchy name, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I think a lot of contractors just get started with. I just want to do good work. And, you know, I, I like to work with my hands. I don't have a creative bone in my body. So they kind of ignore the brand and they're just like, I'll just do good work and be good people. And that's how I'll grow my business. Well, 
that can kind of get you off the ground and maybe get you a little somewhere. But when you're looking to take things to the next level or kind of get over that $1 million hump or get over that $3 million hump, you got to do a little something that's going to make some disruptions and make some waves in the markets. And a lot of times that's going to come from a rebrand and and doing something that's going to be truly memorable and turning heads like, whoa, what's happening over there? Hmm. Like a bright green truck or a bright orange truck or Oh, I love it. And and there's so many other ways that you can apply it, not just to a vehicle wrap, because I think oftentimes people can mistake, oh, my brand is my vehicle wrap. No, I'm talking about like, what is the language that's associated with your brand? What feelings does it evoke? Um, You know, what does your jingle sound like? What is the voice of your company and of your brand? And then does that relay into your call hold music and the phrasing that your CSRs answer the phone with? Like, it's so much. It's not just a logo or just a vehicle wrap design. You know, I can, if you could hand me a business card and if you printed it yourself on copy paper versus a really thick, nice, glossy finish or something, I am already making inferences about the quality of work that you're going to do at my home. You know, or Mm -hmm. if I think you're going to be, um, like, are you a one truck guy? Like, are you the only person who works here? Like, this looks like you hand wrote this, sir. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm already starting to make these inferences and that's without having actually seen your work without having a price estimate. I don't know if you're the cheapest, the more expensive, whatever, but I'm already making these inferences mm-hmm. in my mind. And so that's really what a brand is, is figuring out what you want to communicate to your customers and letting that play into their mind so they can get an accurate assumption of what your company truly is. Hmm. That's a really great reminder. You know, I think so many of us know that, hey, we're just going to do a really great job and they're going to remember and refer to, you know, refer us to their friends and they quite possibly will. But great point that all of the different little pieces that they're grabbing and what was the word you you said, infer? Yeah. Yeah. People are inferring things about your company. And so I think that's also you have to be intentional because if you're not intentionally Mm -hmm. telling the message that you want, you're unintentionally telling some other message and that's what Mm -hmm. they're getting. You know, it it can go all the way from, you know, what kind of uniforms are you wearing? Are Mm -hmm. your guys wearing sloppy t-shirts where the neck's all stretched out and it's got sweat stains and, Mm -hmm. you know, boots shotgunned, you know, we're here in Texas Mm -hmm. and they got shotgun boots with the jeans half hanging out. And (laughs) I don't know if the Northerners (laughs) recognize that reference, but Um, I have a totally different perception from Mm -hmm. that guy stepping out of the vehicle and then a guy that's wearing a nice polo that's tucked in and khaki Mm -hmm. and a clean hat and Mm -hmm. a van that hasn't been driven through the mud pit. You know, I already Mm -hmm. have a different perception of the quality of work that I'm about to get. And Mm -hmm. if you're trying to tell me like, you need to upgrade your system here, like, "Uh, so do you really know what you're talking Mm -hmm. about? Like, I mean, I almost feel like my dad might be more educated than you are because, you know, he at least seems polished and put together. That's what a brand is, not a logo, not a wrap design. That's a brand. You know, all these things that play into it, that perception of consumer that they have of your company. And, you know, Emily, it's not even fair, right? Perception and reality are not always matched up. And so you could be the best service provider in your area. You could be the best craftsman. But if their perception based on your brand is otherwise, then you could be missing out on big opportunity. So it's not fair. But the reality is, is your brand does play a piece because it communicates on your behalf. One thousand percent. I could not agree more. 
what are a couple things I'd love to just bullet point, right? So for anybody listening in, if you've got a pen, pick it up or a pencil, jot some of these down as Emily shares some wisdom and wealth with us. But what are a couple bullet point areas that maybe are often overlooked when it comes to the brand of, you know, it's easy to think of branding and truck wraps. Like that's what I automatically think, right? But to your point, that's not your whole brand. So what other areas of our business could we take a quick checklist inventory of to say, is my brand carrying through in these areas? Sure. I mean, that could go like I said, from your uniforms and things like that. Um, also to like your jingle. So if you're doing any type of mass media, like radio advertisements, things like that, having a jingle, that's almost like the logo of anything audio when you can't see things, but you can play that jingle over into television commercials and on your, um, call hold music, um, you know, things like that. You can also, I think of like the gifts that you could give people. So like if, you know, a customer does a new install, you know, um, you want to give them a nice, gift or thanks you mm-hmm. thanks for purchase or they sign up to be a part of your membership club you know what could that gift be um like here at lemon seed obviously we like to do lots of lemonade we say that's our creative juices flowing and you know we'll send our clients lemonade packages and straws to sip some mm-hmm. lemonade things like that um we have some other clients that uh they've really embraced a color like i'm thinking mm-hmm. of a client in oklahoma above and beyond and their color is pink and their wraps are pink. They wear pink uniforms, things mm-hmm. like that. But their jingle is the pink Vantex do the job best. And so then that all of a sudden, oh. like that's their new URL name, you know, pinkvantex.com. Um, that's Great on example. Jingle. Yes. And they answer the phone. Thank you for calling the pink Vantex. What can I do for you at above and beyond? You know, it's, that's a whole brand. And wow. they went from all of a sudden people never noticing their truck wraps to mm-hmm. when they had pink. It was like, Oh my gosh, you couldn't help, but do a head turn. And, yeah. uh, this customer, Jason, he told me, he said, you know, that they were phasing in the rebrand. So like I'd get one truck wrapped and then two truck wraps. He didn't rewrap them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be too much. Um, but he had two trucks wrapped at the time. And those people said, oh my gosh, I see your vans all the time. Do you have like 15 trucks? Or what? He's like, no, I only have two of those pink trucks, but they all of a sudden noticed it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the huge differentiation that People haven't been memorable before. They might have mm-hmm. passed your white truck with some red lettering a hundred times on their mm-hmm. daily commute, but they never noticed it. It was never memorable. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, when you have a great brand presence, that's when it can come alive. Mm-hmm. I also think a lot of times people, they let their own personal preference get in the way for what their brand could be. You know, we've seen time and time again of how mm-hmm. a mascot or a character can drive such great familiarity and um, memorability. I keep saying that, but that's what mm-hmm. it all comes down to. Um, it, we see that happen so often. And Contra's like, I don't want to be so cutesy or that's so cheesy, you know, but they let their own personal preference get in the way of what might be best perceived by their customer. So, you know, I had a customer the other day and he was a big man's man and he's here in Texas and he wanted a, a manly cowboy and, you know, rough and tough, gruff. And, and that's truly what he is. But I was like, but think about who your average customer is. You know, it's probably a woman. She's going to call and schedule someone to come out to their home. It's not going to be the man, you know, and that's already an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. She probably doesn't know much about their home system. She's having to let some guy come into their house. And so, you know, we ended up going with this super cute, friendly, smiling Jack is what we named him. And is a little boy um, cowboy. And he's so cute, but he's like, 
oh, I get it. Like this would appeal to the women. This would appeal to the people that are going to actually be calling my company. Mm. And so I was so proud of him to let his own personal preference get out of the way and Mm -hmm. realize what would appeal to his target demographic. And that Mm -hmm. was mind boggling for him. Boggling, but in a good way, because it's really expedited his business. Mm -hmm. That's a great analogy and example too, Emily. It's so easy for us to all be in our own way, especially when it's our baby. When we started the company, we've been there since the beginning and we've always done something a certain way. It's very difficult to want to change, especially, you know, and when other people are telling us to change too, and we're like, no, 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 this is working for me. You know, it's always worked. It's scary, but change can be good. We've been using the new flat rate. uh, I believe we started back in 2012, 2013. Um, and I was, I started out, we were an HVAC company. I purchased the company in 2010 and I was looking for a way to differentiate ourselves from our competition. And I was looking for a different way to present pricing to customers. Uh, I was not happy with the, the traditional caps pricing and I was looking for something that offered options. And, uh, I forget how, but I was, I was researching and I, I stumbled across the new flat rate and, uh, I, I like what they had to offer, and that's that's what we signed up, and we've enjoyed it ever since. It's been it's been a lot easier for us to convey our pricing and what we're trying to do to our customers to offer a more complete package on service and not parts changing. I'd like to ask this question. I know some contractors who have beautiful companies, you know, and I admire them so much. And what I admire about them, in particular, these ones that that I have in mind their core values, right? Their core value is, is our company is, you know, X, Y, Z, and they are, um, you, you know, they really, they're very family oriented. They love God. They care about their employees. And it starts at the top, like, or you could say at the bottom of the foundation, right? This mm-hmm. core value is so deep for them. And then they use that in every area of their business. Yeah. And when I look at them, I think of them as such wonderful leaders because they talk so boldly about what is important to them and what they care about. And that's what people want, right? So right now when everybody's like, "Oh, I can't find technicians or this or that," and, you know, the hiring crisis and the resignation and everybody quitting and leaving, you know, people want to follow strong leaders. And when you have somebody that that's in leadership that stands for something, that's powerful, right? Absolutely. So, how could we go and start or or would you recommend starting with what is your core that you stand for and starting a brand there and then building it into your company? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the best brands are accurate portrayals of what your company actually is. And so, yeah, and being able to articulate like what are our core values and what do we stand for and what does mm-hmm. differentiate us from our competitors? You know, why did we even start this business? Like mm-hmm. was there a hole in the market, you know, or there just weren't honest people around mm-hmm. or you know, like when you figure out kind of like your why, that's mm-hmm. where this story can start to be developed because that's what branding really is. It's storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out what that is yeah, can definitely play into the brand. Um, I'm thinking of a customer that we did not too long ago, and we developed this really bright, fun tree frog um, for their mascot. And then we took that. So we kind of developed this tagline leap into comfort. And so that was on their vans and things like that. But then internally, we created an acronym for what leap should be L E A P. So it was like leadership, excellence. And I forget what the other two were, but that was like their goal internally as a customer. But like, 
see how this has come full circle from yes. not just a fun little jump in tree fog, but we're going to leap into comfort. And then our whole mm. team is going to develop this leap mindset. And so, like you said, your core values can completely yeah. 100% play into your brand story. Yeah, I love that. When should you look at a rebrand? So let's say my company's been in business for 30 years. We're known in the town. It's scary to consider a rebrand because then we feel like our customers won't know us and know how to find us, Yes. right? So when and why should we consider a rebrand? Well, I think all contractors, when they hear the word rebrand, they hear cha-ching, cha-ching. Yes. <laughs> it's very expensive. There's no lie about it. And it's sometimes a painful process because sometimes a branding company is going to tell you your baby, your company is ugly, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's going to hurt their feelings. Um, yes. but what I like to kind of help people walk through is, and what lemon seed will kind of do is we have refreshes and we have mm-hmm. rebrands. And so mm-hmm. sometimes doing a brand refresh is a little less intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if they've already have a very well-established, um, something that is identifiable. They've been in the market for a very long time. They have almost a household name, mm-hmm. but I like to think of it as like, think of like car models, like a Ford Mustang or something that body style has developed and changed mm-hmm. and modified over the years. Like the 1960 mm-hmm. model does not look like the 2022 model. Okay. Mm-hmm. At its core, you can still tell it's a Mustang, but you can see how it's become a little bit more relevant over the time and stuff. So sometimes that's just tweaking the font a little bit to mm. look more relevant. Um, maybe it's sharpening up the colors a little bit more, just kind of restylizing your mascot a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Look at other brands, like look at the, um, Chester, the Cheeto, Cheeto mm-hmm. from Cheetos brand yeah, evolved slightly. So that's how ways can be refreshed without people being like, who is this company? You, you, you mm-hmm. haven't lost all of the recognizability and all of the branding and legacy that you've built up for these years. Sometimes it can be just a simple refresh just to look a little bit more relevant, a little nice new facelift, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like remodeling a home, the bones, the foundation and the structure is still there. You've just given a new coat of paint update some fixtures, things like that. However, I will say that. So a brand refresh can be an option, Mm -hmm. but you have to have some substance there that can be refreshed. And a lot of Mm -hmm. times contractors don't actually have something. It's just a red Uh, letter font with a basic. And so then that might be a time where it's like, Hey, we need to do a rebrand. We need to actually mm -hmm. develop something because there's not enough there for us to refresh. Mm -hmm. So I, I think when you're looking at it, um, when and why to do it is if you're kind of seeing like a little hump or slump in your business, or if you're starting to look really outdated and and not relevant, or it's not reflective of what your business actually is, like maybe you guys are the leading innovators and we're always using the newest technology and we're in the forefront on doing this type of system. And everyone else is just a mom and pop shop. They're doing the old fashioned way. Like, does your brand look really old fashioned or does your brand Mm. look very modern and innovative? Mm -hmm. You know, So if your brand isn't actually portraying what you actually do, then it's probably time to relook at that. Mm. Um, Maybe it is a very, we are very family oriented and family friendly. We have traditional values and stuff. So maybe you don't need the super edgy metal modern Mm -hmm. logo. Maybe it does need to feel very um, nostalgic and kind of vintage, you know? Okay. Does that make sense? I know I can in my own head, but hopefully that's making sense for some contractors. Yeah, it, it does. And to your point, it doesn't have to be, you know, like a 360 degree turn. Yeah. 
I, I think something that we definitely have to consider too is how our, our market and our audience is changing mm-hmm. so much. And so with brand, our very comfortable, you know, vintage brand or just some lettering, right? And maybe not even a real logo. It was well known by the parents and yeah. that was your customer, right? And then now as they're in retirement and they have grown older, and they're passing things on. I mean, Emily, it is baffling my husband and I, but there's this new movement of grandparents buying their kids and their grandkids houses now. I mean, when we were kids, somebody might buy you a pair of shoes. Yeah. And if they were really well off, your parents might buy you a car, right? My dad said, Danielle, you can drive a service van. It's on the lot. Which one do you yeah. want? <laughs> right. And I was the rich kid, uh, you know, because right. yeah. my dad was a contractor and let me, I had a keys. Nobody else had keys. I got to drive a service van. And, uh, but I didn't get to own it. It wasn't mine, but nowadays people are buying their kids houses. And I'm like, my husband and I are like, oh my gosh, our kids are going to be the only ones with a job having to work. We're not buying them houses. But my point is, you know, so, uh, but as the generations change, we've got this new consumer coming up. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, although this customer has been such a great loyal customer with you for all of these years, now, all of a sudden the people making the buying decisions in the homes, right. Their children, the children's children this new young generation that likes things fast and they want things now and they want another price up front and they want everything to be beautiful and modern and right. Like there's this whole new generation that we might have to, you can't ignore because it's coming and it's coming fast. So with our rebrand also having more quick access and the auto scheduling and go to the website and book the schedule or texting and you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yes, has to be considered, right, in the brand? Oh, 1,000%. And, and you you make a very good point. And we always say, like, what's gotten you here is not always going to get you there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so sometimes you do have to make some changes. So, like, yes, this older demographic, they were our bread and butter in the 70s, and they hung with mm-hmm. us through the 80s, maybe the 90s and stuff. But, like, we're having to shift things up now. Or yeah. our competitor is doing it for us, and yeah. eventually we'll become irrelevant and not still in business. So you have to be adaptable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the only constant is change and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you shouldn't be afraid to change or refresh your brand um, just to accurately portray your company and be relevant to today's consumers. Yeah. And they're changing fast. I mean, (laughs) we can't believe it. Like our neighbors uh, all around us, like their parents just bought them all these houses. And we're just like, who is this next generation? It's kind of scary too, you know, as employers, yeah. especially like this yeah. is our workforce or lack thereof, but yeah, it's, that's it's another a episode, totally new field. We just kind of are like, huh, scratching our head. Didn't see that one coming, but you know what? It is a blessing. So I don't mean to, you know, dog on it for those. Right, right. It is a blessing for some. Uh, okay. Well, Emily, we have really hit on some really great things with branding. You've provided a wealth of information and encouragement that rebranding versus refresh doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. You could start small Mm -hmm. and just kind of take a look at your relevancy in the market and make sure that it's recognizable and that people can notice it, right? So thank you so much for that reminder. It's not scary. It's like, you know, let's take a look at our business from a 37,000 foot view and say, Mm -hmm. wait a minute you know, is there anything that we could do to make a difference, you know, in a small way and start moving forward? And it doesn't have to be overnight. It can be over time, right? Absolutely. It can definitely be phased in. And, you know, I like to think of it as like, okay, 
a, a truck wrap is probably going to be your first option of, because that's what shows up at the customer's house. That's what's utilizing the most advertising, if you will, during your windshield miles, you know, when they're just mm-hmm. commuting back and forth to how to how homes. Um, so I would get a wrap schedule going for when you're going to rewrap a vehicle. Um, but that doesn't have to be all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's just as you buy a new vehicle and you're mm-hmm. going to put a wrap on it anyways. Now we're just going to start doing the new design on that wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like if a vehicle is you know, 10 years old and you're probably not going to have it, even though it might have the oldest wrap and it's time for a new wrap, you may not still have it in your rotation for very much longer. So don't waste the money on putting a new wrap on an older vehicle. Um, But then the next thing I like to say is what would be like your leave behinds with a customer? So that might be like a maintenance club brochure or Mm -hmm. a business card or something like that. So maybe getting some of your printables, um, Mm -hmm. things that are a little bit more leaving if you will like fleeting Mm -hmm. um like your uniforms and things like that that can be Mm -hmm. a little bit more expensive so you might want to phase that for phase two or phase three before you're going to upgrade all the uniforms um because again Mm -hmm. you're going to come into the tech to the home but then you're going to leave so yes they see your logo um but that's not going to be as lasting as the leave behind that you might leave with them your printable things Mm -hmm. so there's definitely strategic ways of Mm -hmm. how you can do it and how you can budget for it to bite off this refresh or this rebrand and do it in a smart and strategic way without completely blowing your budget. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that because it's easy for not everybody, but for some of us to feel like we have to cold Turkey, everything, right. Oh, I'm going to rebrand. So on, you know, this date, the 31st, I can no longer, you know, I'm going to stop using this brand. And on the first, I'm going to have a brand new brand, you know, new website, new everything. And that is so stressful to work towards and try to transition everything and communicate with your customers, the change and all of the steps that go along with that. So here you are saying it's okay to do it over time. It's like, sure. Oh. Well, and honestly, I would set your vehicle wraps and anything digital because mm-hmm. with maybe the exception of a redoing your whole website, however, mm-hmm. you're doing just a refresh, probably your colors are similar. Your website company can interchange that logo very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then everything else, like your social media profiles, your Google business profile, all of those, all it takes is re-uploading a new picture as your mm-hmm. logo, you know? That's free. That's Mm -hmm. relatively quickly to do. You just have to be intentional. Change out your email signature. Change, you know, your QuickBooks logo at the top or your Service Titan logo. You know, changing out those things. Again, free, very easy to do. Mm -hmm. Just pick a date and that's when we kind of launch it. And then phase out all of those other things that are expensive. If it's a refresh and some, you know, just some simple upgrades on your branding, do you recommend, do we need to announce it to our customer base or do we just let them notice it? Um, if it's a refresh, I'd probably just say like, let them notice it, just kind of ease it in. Um, if you're doing a rebrand to me, that's a little bit more like, wow, like let's throw a Mm -hmm. brand launch party and and make this big to do and do some kind of teasers and sneak peeks and things. But again, you could still do that with a refresh. It kind of just depends how much attention do you want to draw to it? Sometimes it can be the good little kick in the pants that your company needed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's a reason for, you know, you to do a chamber red carpet salute or a ribbon cutting with to re unveil mm-hmm. our new logo, things like that. So depending what you might need could kind of determine that. But I think there's definite, there's there, any way you want to do it, working with a branding agency, they can kind of help coach you through that and walk through mm-hmm. what the different options might be. Um, I definitely say, trust the experts. Don't get on canva.com and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. trust on some professionals to do that for you. And they can really help ease the pain of it. Cause mm-hmm. I know it's not fun for anybody. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you said that. It's easy for especially service providers, you know, all of us, um, they're doers, right? They know yes. that they can do it. So, hey, I can just do it myself. I can figure it out. I can do it myself faster than I can communicate it to somebody else. But relying on an expert, especially when it comes down to your brand, uh, I agree, it really is worth it. Mm-hmm. Take that burden off of your shoulders and let them do it. Emily, this has been really wonderful. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today and share this valuable information. How can people reach out and get in touch with you to talk more? Sure. Well, um, Crystal, my partner and I, we actually have a podcast um, from the Yellow Chair where we talk all things marketing and branding for the home service industry. So if you ever want to just hear us blab some more, uh, you can always find an episode probably relevant to what you're looking for or our website, lemonseedmarketing.com. Love to connect with any of you guys on those ways. I really appreciate you having me here. Oh, it was wonderful. And you really did share a wealth of information with us. So uh, I will say this, I was privileged enough to be on your podcast one time. And afterwards you sent me this beautiful water bottle is what, you know, I used it for. Right. And it was perfectly slender and it's bright yellow because it's Uh from the lemon chair, right? It's bright yellow. It's got the built-in straw and I loved it and carried it with me everywhere until I melted it in the dishwasher. Oh no. Yes. So I wanted to say to all of our listeners today that if you can snag one of those from Emily, you should reach out to her and say, how can I get one of these? Cause they are the best water bottles. If you reach out, I will send you a cup. I'll make that happen. How about that? Just don't put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> I know I, I learned the hard way. I was like, Press. but Bless. that would be wonderful. I know people would love it. You guys have got to try it. Awesome. Emily, thanks so much again. I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, you know what? I didn't even mention it. Lemon Seed has uh, become a sponsor of Business Uncensored, our annual yeah. business conference with the new flat rate. Thank you so much for your sponsorship, for partnering with us. And we will really look forward to seeing you in Atlanta, October 3rd through 5th at the Omni uh, this year in 2022 for our conference. And Lemon Seed will be there. And so yeah. for all of y'all who will be there, be sure and spend time with them and talk about your business and how they can help. We are just thrilled that they're partnering with us uh, on this event. And can't wait to see you guys in Atlanta. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We'll see you then. We've been in business almost 25 years and my parents struggled hard and my mom always hated pricing. It was just always out of control and like nobody was on the same page. So then when the new flat rate came into the picture, one of our guys was like, we'll never sell an install over $10,000. There's no way. Like the very first call he ever went out on literal doubled like our highest install ever. And he was like, okay, there's something to this. Like totally took the pressure off of my parents trying to figure out a pricing structure. The new flat rate is the stress reducer (laughs) of your company. Visit thenewflatrate.com to get started today and put the profit 